This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Patriots Daily is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. What's going on, everyone? It's Taylor Cowles here for CLNS Media. With the Patriots playing the Titans tomorrow night, you know what time it is. We got to go behind enemy lines. And joining me today, got a bit of an expert on the Titans. ESPN NFL Nation reporter for the Titans, Teron Davenport. Teron, thank you so much for joining. How you doing? No, I'm doing really well, man. Appreciate you having me on. Appreciate you coming on. So to start the show, this is going to be a game played in Nashville. So I like to get people who may be visiting. Obviously, joint practice got canceled. I was looking forward to it, but understand why that happened. For any Patriots fans who are in Nashville, what are some go-to spots, whether it's culture, food, music, obviously big down there. Give us some spots people should hit. Yeah, Fifth and Broadway is probably the, the best spot to go. It gives you a full selection of food. You have Hattie B's there. You have Prince's. Those are the two primary hot chicken spots. But it's right there across from Bridgestone Arena. You can't miss it. If you like the little nightclub type of action, well, not nightclub, but lounge type of action, there's a place called Pushing Daisies, which is right outside of uh, Fifth and Broadway. And they have a hundred different, tequilas so you know if you like that but then also justin timberlake has a place called 1230 which is that's probably where you want to go and it's right there smack on broad street outside of fifth and broadway and they have a nice rooftop bar down on the bottom part there's a supper club it's a really good spot so you have those and also in that area slim and huskies which is a pizza spot but you could do all types of toppings from hot chicken to smoked chicken to beef pepperoni. I don't eat pork, so it's great for me. Chicken sausage, <laughs> everything you could want on a pizza, you could put it on there. Shrimp, salmon, and it's it's an awesome experience there. So those are some. Uh, Printer's Alley is, is a nice spot to go to. If you like the more urban type of scene, you could go over by uh, Buchanan Street, Minerva. Is, is a pretty dope spot. So there's a lot of different ones. And a small secret also, it's called Attaboy. It's it's over in, in East Nashville, which is, uh, it's like a speakeasy, but that's a, a really dope spot too. So that's a quick rundown. There's a lot more, but that's some of the ones that I like to hit. I'm even more upset I'm not down there, but now I've added it to my off-season list of priorities. That sounds like a great time. All right, now before I get too upset that I'm not down there, all right, let's get into some football stuff. So obviously, DeAndre Hopkins was linked to both the Patriots and the Titans as he was looking for a place to go recently. Didn't land with the Patriots. A lot of fans were upset, but I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, how has he been looking in camp and how have they used him? Because I was guessing that, you know, you expect he's going to be more like that X type where he's isolated when a one-on-one. I think at this point in his career, he's probably better off as like a Z and a slot guy. Is that what you've seen from him so far with the Titans? He's actually moved all across the formation. And I think that's the beauty of Hopkins' versatility. So that will allow you, if you have one of those corners that likes to travel, that cat coverage, where it's like, that's my cat. I'm guarding him all the time. You can move them around and set up good situations. But then if you have one of those ones that's not as good playing in the slot, 
then you can move Hopkins in the slot. I, I think when you look at Hopkins, I don't I don't feel he's lost a beat. This guy, his hands are tremendous. He reminds me, and it's funny because he wears number 10. He reminds me of, of Dennis Rodman. You know, just the way he's always in position to get the ball. And that's something, remember, Robin was like, you know, doing all of that stuff and <laughs> what he was talking about, the rebounds. And that's exactly what Hopkins does when the ball is thrown to him. He's able to get the position and knows exactly where to be. He's also really good at his releases. He's, his routes are really good. And he has a way of just transitioning from catching the football to yards after catch mm -hmm. immediately. And he does that without dropping the ball. A lot of times you see guys that try to turn it up too fast and the ball, you know, hits the ground. Right. You know, you don't even get a chance to turn it up. So Hopkins is, as advertised, they're doing a lot to get him the football. No, Patriots fans are going to love hearing that. But it's good. Yeah. A lot of respect for Hopkins, everything he's done. So it's good to hear that he's primed to be in position to succeed. Another guy that actually left the Titans, David Long. Now, I was a big fan of him with the Titans, but it was okay because the Pats and the Titans only play, you know, every couple of years. Now we got to deal with him down in Miami with the Dolphins. What exactly was the case why they let him walk and how they replaced him? Is it Aziz Al-Shair? Is he really yeah. taking over that role yeah. or what's that? Yeah, like? he's, he's coming. So David Long, the main thing, they loved him, but his availability was just limited at, at times. And he's a guy that plays bigger than his size. I always love watching him because he plays literally like he's on fire. And that's something that the way he kind of moves and maneuvers around the offensive linemen to get in position to make plays on the he's he's a really good player. Meanwhile, Aziza Shire has come in and he brings a similar type of energy. I remember a couple of practices where I was like, Yeah, that's that's what 51 used to do. This is pretty okay. pretty cool to watch. And I think you look at him, his ability to diagnose and trigger is on par with any other linebacker in the league, in my opinion. And I'm not saying that he's as good as the Fred Warners. I'm not saying he's as good as those type of guys, but he definitely is someone that will know what's going on and consistently is around the football. He's done a good job coming in and, in essence, replacing David Long. They have some things to work on next to Al Shire because Monty Rice is a guy they drafted in the third round a couple years ago. He's another availability issue. He hasn't mm -hmm. practiced in a week and a half. He didn't play. He played seven snaps in the Bears game, the season of preseason opener. Last week, he didn't play any. He didn't practice at all this week. So that's been a bit of an issue. But they have a guy named Jack Gibbons out of Minnesota. He was undrafted free agent last year. They call him Dr. Gibby. That's what Mike Vrabel calls him because of how cerebral he is. And he's one of those. He's not the most athletic, but he's a long a player, he's a linebacker that, you know, will also be around the football. So he's kind of taking that spot next to Al Shire. But they run so much sub packages, whereas your guy Elijah Molden or they go, you know, with Roger McCreary, however look that they do for that nickel spot, those guys will play just as much as Gibbons or whoever it is at the linebacker next to Al Shire. So – 
we heard today that Mac Jones probably isn't going to be playing against the Titans. I think that's a smart business decision because I was worried last week when we found out he was going to play against the Packers because this New England front dealing with a lot of injuries, kind of porous. Yeah. You got some ass kickers down there in Tennessee, so I'm not too mad about seeing him get protected. How much do you think we're going to see of the Titans starters and where should people have their eyes if we do see some of the veteran guys and the guys who are expected to play a big role on uh, on Saturday? Yeah, you talk about the Patriots <laughs> O-line, man. My guy, Cole Strange, man. I, I hope he can get healthy soon. He was the guy I was really high on coming out. But as far as the Titans D-line is concerned, you're not going to see Jeffrey Simmons. You're not going to see Danico Autry. You're not going to see Arden Key. Harold Landry may play. That is one that may play. He tore his ACL in September last year. He hasn't seen any game action. Not having the joint practices kind of made it a little more of a sense of urgency to get him in some game action. They want to see him going against cut blocks and some of those situations that you can't simulate in practice, like true live tackling to the ground and all that. So he very well may play. Outside of that, up front, you know, T.R. Tart may play, and I don't know if you got to watch the Vikings game last week, but <laughs> it wasn't fair. It wasn't fair. So <laughs> this, it'll be interesting to see if he plays. I know the big thing with him is, like, they want to get his conditioning going. But you look at some of the, the backup guys, man. Like You got a T.K. McClendon, number 69, is solid. Uh, you got Jaleel Johnson. You got Jaden Peavy. These are all guys that – so I, I will say this. Terrell Williams is probably the best coach on the team. He's their defensive line coach, assistant head coach. He was the one that got to be the head coach in the preseason opener. Mm -hmm. So that group, they're always going to be solid. But you also have an undrafted free agent in Caleb Murphy, who came from Ferris State Division II, 25 25 sacks last year. That's what he had. 25 in one year he had that. And he's already, he already has three in the preseason. He's a development player also. So you'll see those guys in the back end. You know, it's it's a rotating crew. It's uh, little number 33. Watch him. He's a corner named Eric Guerra. He, he's a pretty fun player to, to watch because he's feisty, you know, and he also okay. serves as a tournament. I like that. So... Football season's about to kick off, and FanDuel's giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can choose your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com Boston and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com Boston. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at fanduel.com sportsbook. Hope is here. Gamblinghelpma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. Gamesensema.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Looking at this cornerback room or quarterback room, I'm sorry. I thought it was pretty yep. interesting to see that Will Levis didn't play in the last game. I wasn't sure why exactly that was. And then I was kind of watching some tape from Malik Willis. He's a guy I'm really rooting for. Would love to see him maybe seize a bigger role this season if he can. So I feel like Ryan Tannehill, I like him as well, but I feel like he pretty much is what he is at this point. What yeah. have you seen from Malik Willis in terms of his growth? Because I did notice there were some times where it felt like the anticipation downfield might not have been there. He kind of tucked the ball early where it seemed like, you know, if you just hold it for a second more, 
to let it go, might have had some chances downfield. Do you think he's overcome some of the things that he dealt with as a rookie? And how much of a competition do you think he can give to Ryan Tannehill? Yeah, I don't think it's as much a competition to Tannehill as it is to himself. Okay. Right. And I think the competition is between Malik Willis this year and Malik Willis last year. That improvement, how much has it has it happened? And I think it's happened a lot. And one of the things I like to do, if you watch like the all twenty-two, watch his helmet, like watch how it goes. That lets you know he's going through his reads. He's doing a lot better with that this year. There were some times where he did run, some times where he had to run. Yeah. Had yeah. no choice. And I talked to him about that after the game. He said that he was trying to hang out in the pocket a little bit more and not take off because he wanted to get everyone involved. And mm-hmm. I I see that. And that's something that he's shown. Whereas a lot of your athletic quarterbacks, right, the pocket will will collapse on them. You'll see them reverse out of the pocket and go. One of the things that I'm seeing him do, and it's pretty cool because they actually do a drill where they literally have the movement, where they have the ball like this, and you see him turn this way, turn this way as they climb the pocket. And he literally has done that in, in the, uh, the last two games where he turned and then he climbed the pocket and then he he's looking and then he slid to a little bit and then he he made the throw. You can see it in the Bears game when he hit uh, Racy McMath on a deep outbreaking route. So those are the things that he's he's progressing on. There is a little more anticipation, whereas he's throwing the guy open as opposed mm-hmm. to seeing him open and throwing it. And that's why a lot of his throws were late. It's gotten better this year. But there's still there's throws that he has to make. There was a throw to Nick Westbrook and Kenny on a deep dig route that he didn't step into it. He, he stepped to his side instead of to his target. It didn't follow through and it fell short. And it would have been a big game. So. Those are the things that you have to have happen. Uh, he had the interception there, and I talked to him about that. Uh, it was one of those things where the linebacker fooled him. He had mm-hmm. his eye on the linebacker, and the linebacker turned and ran with the vertical route. And back to the quarterback, you're going to throw the route that's coming in underneath it. And that's what he did But the linebacker. I don't know if it was film study or recognition or what it was, but he knew that that in-breaking route was coming underneath, and he came off of the, the vertical instead of carrying it. He came off of it and picked it off, and that was the interception. So mm-hmm. there's things that he could improve upon, but I think he's shown a lot of progression. And one of the things he told me early in camp was that now he's speaking the same language. Because remember, he came out of Liberty. This guy didn't even call plays in the huddle, right? You know, they would mm-hmm. hold up a sign, you know, over, say, you know, Hulk Hogan, then the other side would be hot dog. And it's like, okay, that's the play. And that's how, you, you know, it, it was it was a lot different. And they did a lot of RPO-based um, concepts and things like that in the offense. So going from there to, to here, it's been a big change for them. In terms of the rookie class, there's a lot of organizations and coaches where they're on the Belichick tree tend to do quite a few players that the Titans took that I think a lot of Patriots fans were interested in. Peter Scaronsi, I know a lot of people were excited about him. Like that he's next to Andre Dillard, another guy who I was kind of hoping the Patriots would have been in on. Uh, Will Levis, a guy who took a pretty late visit with the Patriots. Tajay Spears, I loved him, thought he could be like a James White kind of guy in their offense. That's a good comparison. Yeah, so what have you seen from the Titans rookie class thus far, and who should people be watching in this preseason game? Yeah, we'll start from the top, man. Skaronski, I think the O-line will play uh, the first series, depending on how that goes, maybe more. 
Skaronsky is a guy that <laughs> he's very fortunate because he's going against the Tierra Tars, the Jeffrey Simmons especially. And Jeffrey Simmons actually said something yesterday about how Skaronsky has come along to where initially like it, it wasn't fair. And now it's a pretty good matchup. And one of the things with him that I really like is how he just drops his anchor and he absorbs that bull rush. Mm-hmm. You see him on the move doing things. So you got Skaronsky. Will Levis has when you get in the red zone, that dude is something special. He's working on layering his throws a little bit, not always throwing lightning bolts. He almost took out one of the receivers on the slant, you know, five yards away from him. And he put all, all of his arm into it and got up on him and it was dropped. He's getting better that that way. He's working on on those throws, uh, more touch. Um, Tajay Spears is he's <laughs> He accelerates like a Tesla. You know those Teslas, zero to sixty in thirty in three seconds. That's that's how he is, man. You look at that run against the Vikings. I mean, he hurdled that uh, Lewisine. He hurdled him, hit the ground, and was gone. Uh, he hit actually. I told him after the game, he hit twenty miles per hour on on that run. You know, and to do that on thirty three yards is, is pretty good. You know, so you got that. Um, who else is in the mix? Uh, Josh Wiley has been up and down. That's the tight end out of Cincinnati. He's had his moments in practice, but he did have a fumble in the mm-hmm. preseason opener. And then he had one, uh, well, it sailed a little bit, but at 6'6", you got to get it, especially if it hits your hands and ended up being picked off. But he, he'll be in the mix. I'm trying to think who else. you got Colton Dowell, who is a uh, receiver they got in the seventh round. You'll see him. He'll probably be in the gunner position as well on front team. He's a big body, very athletic, attractive athlete, but he just has to make more plays. Uh, Jalen Duncan is another one. He was a uh, fifth-round pick, uh, the offensive lineman out of Maryland. He went out of last week's game with a concussion, so I don't know. I didn't see him in practice this week, so I don't know that he played. I'd actually like to touch on the offensive line a little bit more, because especially on that left side, there's a lot of athleticism. Obviously, the Titans love their outside zone, but it feels like the offensive line from the past few years, just like bad luck or what have you, just kind of been a bit of an issue. What do you think expectations are this season for the line, and how consistent do you think they can be for Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill? Yeah, it'll be tough because, I mean, it's a lot of turnover, right? Mm -hmm. Aaron Brewer is the only returning starter. And he started at left guard. He's at center now. Really good tape last week against the Vikings, by the way. Make sure you, you check out the all 22 on that. That's definitely not check out the end zone view of it. That's you'll see some good play there. It's going to start with him. Uh, you got Andre Dillard that they signed for a uh, play left tackle. He's coming along. He's another one that's getting everything that you will want going against Arden Key and Landry and, and those guys, man. Danico Autry, that practice time that they're getting against them is, is helping a lot. And it's mm. so I'm watching this defensive line, I'll be honest, has, has dominated the offensive line. But you know what? It's probably going to dominate most offensive lines. So you have yeah. to consider that while you're watching practice and, and taper your, your expectations accordingly. I think the line will be okay. A lot of room for improvement, though, because mm. the left side is solid, right, with Skaronsky and Dillard. You got – Brewer, but then you go Brunskill is is a pretty he's a, a pro you know he's got a lot of starts there at right guard uh, he's played some some tackle as well he's you won't have to worry about him he's going to be fine and then the right tackle position is where it's tough 
So Jamarco Jones was the starter initially. He has more fights with the Titans than games played. You know, he hasn't played any games, been in three fights, Jeffrey Simmons, Taylor Lewan, and then he just had another one. Um, I forget who was with, but he had a fight there, and they cut him the same day. Enough's enough. So they signed a guy, Chris Hubbard, who was a free agent. He's come in, and, and he's been he's been decent. Then there's also a guy named Justin Murray that they signed. So long story short, that right tackle position with Nicholas Petit Ferrer, who's suspended for the first six weeks for gambling. Um, he didn't gamble on the game, on the league, but it was on a different sport. But you can't place bets in the in the facility. So he's suspended for six games. Once that happened, that right tackle position just kind of – and they're still kind of looking to figure that out. It'll probably be Chris Hubbard. So the line is okay. I would expect them to do a lot of formation and quick things to get the ball out of Tannehill's hands and, and into the playmaker's hands quickly. That's Tajay Spears' under, underrated part of his offense. He's going to be a, a, a big part. So you have that. But then also you'll get some help, right? Trevon Wesco, bookending, uh, attached to, to the tackle, helping them out. And especially if you look at week one, Cam Hayward, uh, either one of those tackles are going to need help. So uh, they'll keep a tight end in to kind of chip and help out there. Sounds like a pretty similar situation of the Patriots in terms of the offensive lines getting worked, but at the same time, you got a defensive front that's full of a lot of pros, a lot of effective players. I'd actually like sure. to hear your thoughts on some of those defenders because obviously they got reinforcements. Danico Autry from division rival Colts. You got Arden Key, another division rival from the Jaguars. Those are two guys I feel like don't get a ton of media attention. You could throw Tyre Tartan there as well. So what do each of those guys bring to the table? Because they're under the radar like Titans players seem to be, but they're pros. They're very, very effective players in what they do. So what do they bring? The big thing with them is the versatility, right? You, you look at Simmons, he could line up from zero to three to five technique. I've seen him work five and three consistently. And you put him inside and you let him work that bull rush. And this, yeah, it's tough. I don't care who's in front of him. And his bull he's rush. Daddy. Yeah, it's 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 bad. And then he's quick also. And then they like to run a lot of games and those type of things. But along with that versatility. So I've even seen Harold Landry. He's normally, he's one of those wide edge rushers, but I've seen them put him inside and let him use his quickness to, to get around. You got Arden Key who could play inside also. Now you got length and quickness, but coming off the edge, those two, Key and, and Landry, that's pure juice coming off the edge. And Landry, I always liken him to those motorcycle races where you see where they turn and they're like this and the guy's knee is almost touching the ground. That's how he is coming off the edge. He's so bendy. It's Gumby-like. You know, that's one of the <laughs> best ways to explain it with him. And then Danico Archery, you're just looking at brute power. And he's a lot of times the shoot guy who, you know, he shoots in and then they, they come around him on stunts. He's Those games and twists they play up front are, yeah, it's 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 really fun to watch. So I think you look at those guys, Tier Tart is getting better as a pass rusher. But when it comes to stopping the run, like that dude, He's a former basketball player. I, you know, I talked to him about that. He grew up as a hooper, you know, so his footwork is really good, you know. So uh, he's another one that, that he'll get those tackles for loss. You see him in the backfield. That front, yeah, that group is, 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 is really, really good. 
And the Titans are always known for their defensive front, especially last year. They had the best run defense in the league, despite yeah. barely playing any single high coverages. So I'm kind of curious what you think they're going to do schematically this year. Obviously, Roger McCurry, talented player, but it seemed like they tried to protect him and some other guys on the edges there. Do you think maybe we'll see more man coverage, maybe more cover three? Or do you think this is continu going to continue to be more of a quarters, cover two type of defense? Yeah, they really like two, two man. Sometimes they'll show that single high and rotate it to that that two. I think you'll see see quarters also. That's another coverage they like to use. Uh, I've seen some, you know, cover three from them also. They could go, man. And that's the thing that's really intriguing to me. I think Murphy Bunning is a solid man corner. But mm -hmm. more important, Christian Fulton, I think that's when he's had his best in man coverage. I think McQuarrie is really good at man also. So I, I think they should do more man coverage, but they like they like to zone it up a lot, you know, and that's something they do. And Rashad Weaver, I didn't mention him. He's another guy at outside backer that, you know, they'll drop him into that hook curl zone and he can use his length and intercept the passes uh, that way. You know, he has a, a pick. He picked Malik Willis off that way. So you'll see most of these on from them. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so like I said, we're probably not going to see Mac Jones, but I wouldn't be surprised if we still see the Patriots top line, some of their top receivers and their top defense. What are some matchups you're most looking forward to for tomorrow, either on offense, defense, or both? Hmm. Uh, well, I want to see Kayshawn Butte. I, I want to see him and, and Eric Garrow get it on. Uh, Kayshawn is a guy who, you look at before last year, he was considered to be a first-round pick, you know, so I want to see him. I know there's another guy from uh, Liberty uh, receiver. Demario that, Douglas, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want to see those guys go against the Titans corners. Eric Geller, uh, Trey Avery, especially. Um, Anthony Kendall also. He's all the reserve guys. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm honestly, I, I'm curious to see if Ezekiel Elliott plays. We got to camp mm -hmm. late, so I wonder if they're going to ramp him up by get, getting him. If he does play, I want to see him in short yardage situation against the Titans front, you know, with Jaleel Johnson and PV and, and those guys, CK McClendon. So I'm looking for that. I, I'm not too familiar with the depth at tackle for the Patriots, but whoever is out there, I want to see Sam O'Quana, who is, uh, he, he sounds special too, uh, you know, and Caleb Murphy. I want to see those guys going against those tackles also. I'm excited to see Zeke. So we're in the exact same boat there. Hasn't really gotten game action yet. Demario Douglas, I will warn you, they've been hiding him. He clearly six around pick, but he has a role on this offense. Hasn't been playing a lot. He also might be hurt, hasn't practiced. So fair warning. Yeah. I want to see him too. I don't know if we're going to. Uh, and then last one I'll give you, what are some under the radar names that Patriots fans may not be familiar with, but that we should be watching out for tomorrow? Yeah, Julius Chestnut. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, he's he's 5'11, 228. Big guy, but he has those quick, sweet feet. I tell him all the time, man. I said, hey, you, your nature on me is 2.0, man. That same <laughs> player. And he always cracks up at that. So you got him, the tailback, 
Um, Treshawn Harrison is, is another one. He's an undrafted free agent out of Oregon State. He's made some plays. Gavin Holmes as well. Um, let's think of some guys on the defense. I, I mentioned Eric Garrer. Mike Brown has been a standout. And there's a guy by the name of Otis Reese, the fourth. He's an inside linebacker. He wears number 41. Watch him. He makes a lot of plays. And he's another one of those guys that gets in there. He triggers really well. So those are a few names. There's there's a, a good amount. Kiaris Jackson as well, receiver out of Georgia. Thank you so much, Tron. This has been fantastic. I've learned a lot. I'm sure everybody else has as well. Now I'm going to give you the floor, promote where people can find your work, where they can find you on social medias, all that stuff. Let's hear it. Yeah, well, social media, at T Davenport underscore NFL. That's the Twitter. You could just put in Teron Davenport on IG and it'll come up. As far as digital work, ESPN.com, you could go to basically I, what Mike Reeves does for ESPN Patriots work. That's what I do for Titans. So you click on NFL, click Titans, and you'll you'll see the work there. I do have a post on Harold Landry coming up soon, so that'll be something to check out. Also, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your iTunes, search Talking With TD. We have a podcast myself, and I have former Titans receiver Chris Sanders on as well. So those are a few places. And once the season starts, when we do something called Whiteboard Wednesday, where we'll break down a play, and it's it's something that we would expect to see in, in the upcoming game or something that I think the offense or defense should implement. So check them out. And everyone, Toronto is someone you need to follow, not just for Titans news, but for football news, period. Because I found out today that Dean Pease mm-hmm. actually used some of your work to help stop Lamar Jackson. Real quick, I want to get your thoughts on that because that is insane. That's something I am dreaming of happening one day. I do a film review and a coach is like, damn, that was actually pretty helpful. So tell yeah. us about that because that's wild. Well, they didn't use my work. It was something. So I drew up a breakdown because I remembered when the 49ers and Ravens played and it was the same Dean Pease was with the Ravens and Greg Roman was, was with the 49ers and it was same type of concept. You had Kaepernick with the 49ers. So I remembered that matchup and lo and behold, Roman was the OC in Baltimore, Dean Pease with Tennessee. So I reverted back to some of the things that I remembered them doing. And it was a way to contain and just flush, like condense the field on Lamar Jackson. So I drew that up from my whiteboard video. It ended up being in line with what they did. Um, Dean Pease, the, the Thursday after that game, it was the big game where the Ravens were the number one seed and the Titans went in there and beat them. And uh, he, he was waiting for me in the locker room and he came up to me and told me that his son, Matt, had, had taken that whiteboard video to him and said, look, this is very similar to what we were doing. And he said, man, you're, you're really good at what you do. So... Then Coach Pease was at, at practice on, on Wednesday, so it was great to see him, man. Great to see my guy. He's awesome. That's so cool. So clearly, Teron is legit. Really appreciate your time, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you all for watching. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. We will see you next time.